0: Good morning, good morning, all of God's chosen and divine ones. Happy Sunday, November the 13th, for this is the day that the Lord has made for us. So let's rejoice and be glad in it today and be thankful. So I'm coming out of Luke 13, starting at verse 18, where Jesus teaches about the kingdom of God. So then said he unto what is the kingdom of God like and where unto shall I resemble it? So that's the questions today. What should we do to resemble the kingdom of God? And how can we live that promise out? It is like a grain of a mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his garden. And it grew and waxed a great tree and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. And again, he said, "Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in, the th- in three measures of a meal till the whole was leavened. So the general expectation among Jesus hearers was the messiah would come as a great king and leader freeing the nation from rome and restoring israel's former glory but jesus said his kingdom was beginning small and quietly like the tiny mustard seed that grows into an enormous bush or the spoonful of leaven that makes the bread dough double The kingdom of God would eventually push outward until the whole world was changed. So that's what we have to do today. Um, All of God's chosen and divine ones. We are set apart and sanctified. So we can bring heaven to earth. So we can show people what the kingdom of God is like. Through our actions... How we carry ourselves, how we speak, how we handle distress, how we handle our everyday life in general. Jesus teaches about entering the kingdom. Luke 13 verse 22. And he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are few? Are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many I say unto you will seek to enter in, and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up, and hath shut the door, and he ye begin to stand. Without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in the presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But ye shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. And you yourselves thrust out and they shall come from the cast, excuse me, from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last, which shall be first. And there are first, which shall be last. So just to back up and give you some, go over that scripture a little bit. Okay. So. So. This is the second time Luke reminds us that Jesus was intentionally going to Jerusalem. The other time, Jesus knew he was on his way to his death, but he continued preaching to large crowds the prospect of death and did not deter Jesus from his mission. So finding salvation requires more concentrated effort than most people are willing to put forth obviously we cannot save ourselves there is no way we can work ourselves into god's favor the work we must do to enter in at the straight gate is earnestly desiring to know jesus and diligently striving to follow him whatever the cost may be we dare not put off making this decision Because the door will not stay open forever. The kingdom of God will not necessarily be populated with the people we expect to find there. Some perfectly respectable religious leaders claiming allegiance to Jesus will not be there because secretly they were morally corrupt. How many of you know that we have preachers and leaders and people in high places that are just immorally erupted. Um, They look good on the outside, but on the inside, they're miserable. They're wicked. Um, They just have no good in them. Even though they may pay their tithes because they have a lot of money, that's not going to get them in the kingdom of God. You have to come before Jesus wholeheartedly to enter the kingdom of God and know that he hung on the cross for us and rose in three days. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so... God's kingdom will include people from every part of the world. Israel's rejection of Jesus as the Messiah would not stop God's plan. True Israel includes all people who believe in God. This was an important fact for Luke to stress as he was directing his gospel to a Gentile audience, which is us. There would be many surprises in God's kingdom. Some who are despised, now we will be greatly honored. Then, some influential people here will be left outside the gates. Many great people on this earth, in God's eyes, are virtually ignored by the rest of the world. What matters to God is not one's earthly popularity, status, wealth, heritage, or power, but one's commitment to Christ. How do your values match what the Bible tells us to value? Put God in first place and you will join the people from all over the world who will take their places in the kingdom of heaven. Now the Pharisees weren't interested in perfecting, protecting, excuse me Jesus from danger. They were trying to trap him themselves. They urged him to leave because they wanted to stop him from going to Jerusalem, not because they feared Herod, but Jesus' life, work, and death were not to be determined by Herod or the Pharisees. His life was planned and directed by God himself, and his mission would unfold in God's time according to God's plan. So why was Jesus focusing on Jerusalem? Jerusalem the city of God symbolized the entire nation it was Israel's largest city in the nation's spiritual and political capital and Jews from around the world visited it frequently but Jerusalem had a history of rejecting God's prophets and it would reject the Messiah just as it had rejected his forerunners so earlier Jesus had been invited to the Pharisees' home for discussion. This time, a high-ranking Pharisee invited Jesus to his home, especially in order to trap him into saying or doing something for which he could be arrested. It may be surprising to see Jesus on the Pharisees' turf after he had denounced them so many times, but he was unfraid. To face them even though he knew that their motive was to trick him into entering their laws. Thank you Lord. So Jesus grieves over Jerusalem because the same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him. Get thee out and depart hence for Herod will kill thee. And he said unto them, Go ye and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out devils, and I do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day. I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets and stoneth them. That are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, as a hen doeth gather her board under her wings, and he would not. Behold, your house is left unto the desolate, left you unto the de- desolate. And verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is that cometh in the name of the Lord. I'm going to leave it there. I just wanted to come on here and share some word with you guys this morning. Um, I hope you're enjoying my podcast. And I hope you're finding joy in your journey each and every day. Until next time, be blessed.